Thank you so much for downloading this week's episode of the What the Fantasy Football podcast. Every week, JP and myself will be taking you through the wild and wacky world of fantasy football management as two very, very mediocre fantasy football managers enjoying the beautiful game. There's plenty of ways that you can help us as we build our podcast. First and foremost, if you can give us a rating, a review, subscribe, wherever it is you get your podcast, particularly if you're on Apple Podcasts, if you leave us a little bit of a comment, tell us what you think of the show. That would be a massive, massive help to us. Yeah, as Rob said, we want to hear from you. So give us a follow. We're on Twitter at WT Fantasy Footy. We've got Instagram, which is What the Fantasy Footy Pod. And you can even drop us an email. So that's What the Fantasy Footy at gmail.com. We want to hear from you. We want some tips on how to become better managers. And yeah, we want some feedback on the show as well. Yeah, absolutely, dude. Uh, feedback is massively important to us. But most importantly, we just want people to get involved. We've got our own league, 60 plus teams in it now. You can join at any point. All the info's in our bio. So come along, have a play with us and uh, let's enjoy this season of Fantasy Footy, eh? Hit the music. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Come on in. It is cold outside. Take off your shoes, pull up a pew next to the fire and join us on this journey through fantasy football. My name is Rob. I am your host. As always, your ever more frustrated and angry host as I get to a point of fantasy football management where I just think, why am I doing this? Much less, why am I hosting a podcast about doing this and therefore highlighting to the world just how terrible I am? At fantasy football week in week out myself and my co-host jp are going to take you through the wonderful world of fantasy football management the premier league game week we're going to talk about game week 12 the first one back after the international break which was lovely we're going to see who did well who did not so well and in our own little fantasy football league we're going to talk about the movers and shakers who's up the top who's down the bottom and who is lingering in mid-table mediocrity uh, that's that's me and JP, frankly. So I'll introduce him now. The Burnley's and Dan is back with me, as always, my co-pilot on this journey. How are we doing today, sir? I'm really good, actually. I'm, I'm quite excited to be back. I almost broke into song then on the intro. Did you? That's exciting. There's a um, bit of going through my head. I'm not going to repeat it, but, you know. Oh, I, I, I wonder why. Uh, Backstreet Boys always seems to be the go-to for our lot, doesn't it? Right, anyway. Um, so, uh, so international breaks over. Uh, glad that we got that one out of the way. Last one of the year. These things are popping up left, right, and centre, don't they? A shy in international football, and it yeah. skews your thoughts. I, I was thinking, um, instead of just rambling straight into the fixtures, why don't we talk about what we did to butcher our teams in complete panic after the international break before we kind of kick off? Uh, yeah, yeah, we could we could do that. Um. Uh, I'll be honest, I'm getting to a point where I'm thinking, what's what's the fucking point? I'm just, I am literally throwing shit at a wall to hope that something sticks. And frankly, my friend, nothing is sticking. So I um, I took a minus eight this game week. I uh, the, the one thing that I did sensibly was I finally got around to getting any remnants of Man United players out of my team. <laughs> so Luke Shaw went by. 
Um, David De Gea had gone the week before. I don't know what again. Why am I David De Gea? He kept like one clean sheet in 50 games. I'm like, yeah, he's going to come good. Uh, don't know what I'm talking about. So, uh, yeah, I've I brought in, I finally brought in Reese James. Good decision. Yeah. Okay. Uh, however, I decided to ignore the advice of, um, of of ourselves the week before about Cancelo, and I left Ruben Diaz in, who didn't even come off the bench. Uh, brought in Smith Rowe, did nothing. Brought in Son, did nothing. Left Kane in, did nothing. Still holding on to Mahuang, did nothing. Um, Again. Basically, I hate fantasy football, and I don't want to do it anymore. Well, if it makes you feel any better, I did something similar. And you actually made ground on me this week because I made too many transfers. Um, yeah, yeah, I don't I, I don't think I need to take pride in that. Like, if I'd have made ground on you, because we all know that this is our mini battle in amongst the bigger picture of Hannity's Football League is who finishes higher, me or you. And uh, and I'd be proud of the fact that I'd, I'd, I'd gained some, some, uh, some points on you. But it's not because I've done anything good. You outscored me on points. You just made yeah. more stupid transfers than I did. Yeah, I, I think bigger picture, they will start to pay off. Well, I'm hopeful anyway. So I got rid of Saar, who scored. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ben Rahman did nothing, and to be fair, he's done nothing for a while, so fair enough. Yeah. Uh, Simicass, who played. Yeah. And got a clean sheet. Yeah. And then I got rid of Rom, because his poorly ankle seems to still be hurting. So yes. I don't know when he's back. And then... And di- and did you bring in Kane? You did. Well, you? I did because, I get, you know, going back to the, the international football and the stupid decision to actually watch it, he scored a hatful of goals against an electrician and a carpenter and a postman. Yeah. So I thought, oh, of course he's going to carry that on into this into the game. And it, they were terrible yesterday. I mean, we'll talk about how shit Spurs are. Yeah. Still, later on, I guess. But yeah, I brought him in. I brought Smith Rowe in to sit on the bench, but that's more yeah. of a long term thing. Yeah. I brought Livramento on because they were playing Norwich and they didn't keep a clean sheet for the first time in ages. And then yeah. my only wise decision was, oh, um, I've got 5.3 million left, so who've I to go for? And then my claret tinted glasses picked Ashley Westwood, who got an assist. So, um, yeah, terrible, terrible decisions, taking a minus 12. And we should just give up. Shit, this I game, isn't it? It's rubbish, yeah. I mean, I, I, I think we should keep obviously talking about it, but instead <laughs> yeah. of actually... Try. The worst part is that, of course, my wife, who is actually sitting next to me this evening as we record, um, she's also completely bored of fantasy football. So her account, as we've spoke about previously, has effectively turned into our burner account to uh, to try the things we don't have the testicular fortitude to do on our own accounts. And she's doing really, really well. <laughs> yeah, she's still captain in Ronaldo, though, but I think that's more of a... Uh, a deep love for him more than anything it, it? it is it is she, she's fancied Ronaldo since 2006 so that's not like uh, that's got nothing to do with footballing ability I and he looks younger thinks, now than he did then so he looks exactly the same doesn't he yeah the shiny shiny man that he is but yeah I think I think she thinks that somehow she captains in he's somehow gonna find her and they can run away together so um uh but but to be fair to her didn't didn't captain in Ronaldo oh no it didn't get more points no, than it didn't no, than Salah. No. And that's what I keep telling you. That's the one thing she refuses to change about a team is that Ronaldo needs to stay in there. So. There's a joke in there about captaining Huang and 
You're going to know that somewhere, but yeah. And and, 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 and here, here's the best thing. She's just, uh, <laughs> this is a reflection of how little she knows about fantasy football. She's just uh, quite sarcastically got a team up and showed me with a big condescending thumbs up how Ronaldo got 10 points for her, but Salah only got eight and therefore Ronaldo was the wisest choice. But I've got to point out to her that Ronaldo gets double points. So Ronaldo actually got five. So if you're Captain Sally, you'd have got 16. And ladies and gentlemen, that is another reason why I hate this game, because that lady beat us both this week. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. She doesn't know what's going on. 74 points, 74 points without fully understanding the rules of fantasy football. Absolute nonsense. Can we move on, please? I'm actually dreading Ginger Flyer Watch this week, I'll be honest. Yeah, I, I, I love Ginger Flyer Watch. Oh, so well, do Mar- I, and I've purposely not looked. So uh... I've, I've, I've not looked, but Martial came off the bench, so he's not going to get a big Martinez oh. score. Yeah, OK. So he might he might not have done too well, but let's oh, see. Well, uh, should we, di- should we dissect <laughs> some... Yeah, should we dissect some of the big stories coming out of the weekend and, and some of the... Uh, touch on some of the results and some of the points? Yeah, let's do it. Where do you want to start? Well, we always seem to start with United, so let's get the Burnley chat out of the way today. <laughs> yeah, all right. The, the, the bit that everyone's been waiting for. You talking yeah, about yeah. Burnley. Talking about Maxwell Corner. Maxwell Corner. VAR is shit is being reprised again this week. Yep, go on. Go on. Uh, well, grind, grind your axe, John Pickup. Well, well let's, let's talk about the game, generally. Um, you know, for, for saying that Burnley are a team that defend all the time, um, it was actually end-to-end, and yeah, I, I'm not used to that type of football, to be fair, so yeah, it was it was quite an exciting game. Um, let's be honest, Palace are good. Palace break really well. Benteke mm-hmm. should probably have had four goals, um, so he's, yeah. he's definitely a shout for the cheaper striker option at the minute. 6.3, 6.3 yeah. he's gone up to now, so uh, 12 points in this game week. He's only selected by 2% of people, um, but I think in a in, in in a game, in a season where we are not seeing a striker maintain a purple patch to be a shoe-in, we thought Antonio was going to do it, but he's gone off the boil yeah. since uh, since he had his ban. Maybe. Why not? I mean, if you can approach his filler for him from a few years ago, he's, you know, he, he was like the dream striker in your, in your team because the returns. Was. He was, but it's been so long since that happened and he's had so many seasons where he hasn't scored at all that <laughs> you almost you almost think to yourself mm, this has got the bubble's got to burst soon but let's not get it twisted on his day Ben Teke was an absolutely quality player like really skillful um really strong good in the air good player and and Vieira's obviously got him playing in a style that suits him. We were expecting that he would give way to Edouard pretty early on in the season, but he keeps getting game time. And no, no, you, you were expecting that. All right, I I that's why you put him that. straight in. Yeah, and then took him straight out again because I tinker <laughs> um, religiously. But no, he's fifth, fifth highest point scorer this game week. Twelve points takes him to forty-two for the season. Yeah, when, when you look at his, his points for the rest of the, the games, you know the, the, he's a streaky sort of player. There's a few goals in there, but then there's a few blanks. But you're gonna get that from a six million striker. So yeah, true. Yeah, true. Possibly. There's yeah. definitely worse worse shouts. <coughs> yeah, Harry Kane. Um, any any well, striker I've put in my team all season. Yeah, there is that. But then you know, in contrast, you bring Kane's up, and there's. 
one, two, 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 twelve, two, 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 two. So mm. he's blanked so many more times, and he's yep. doubled the price. Double, yep, absolutely. So absolutely. yeah, but going back to Burnley anyway. So um, Coyne scored an absolute rocket of a of a volley, um, and yeah, he's. I'm just dead smug that a he's playing for little old Burnley, and b I put him in to my team and he's really been the only shining light in my season so far yeah and it, it, it is a good shout he's up to 40 points seven points this game week he looks like he's he looks like he's trundling along he looks like he's going to pick you up and assist at least every week so mm. you're looking like you're going to get four five six seven points out of him even when he's not firing 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 and yeah. at 6.1 mil um and only selected by 2.3 percent of people he is a differential he is and he's playing as a second striker, so you know he's, he's down exactly. as a midfielder. So these are kind of the, you know, the Greenwoods sort of, you know, you want yeah. those types of players in your team because they play, agreed, they play just off the front man. Agreed. Um, and then last week we, or the week before we talked about Burnley defenders and the potential for keeping clean sheets. Now there was no chance of that, but both scored really well in terms of uh, me and Tarkovsky because Tarky got two assists and Ben Mee scored a header. So mm. um, that kind of in a roundabout way, sort of came came to fruition, but still only walked away with eight and seven points respectively. Which yeah. I'm, I'm not I'm not saying that's a bad thing. It's a, it's a great return for for any player, I think, given how up and down the season is. But just interesting how you know when you look at this because I was watching, I was kind of checking the stats. I was, I was watching a stream of the United game, and and it, it you, you look at it, you think, oh god, they're going to get massive, massive point scorers, but it doesn't really always translate, does it? No, true, but you know it's seven or eight points more than Ruben Diaz this week. <clears throat> but you know that's uh... <laughs> uh, harsh, but fair, sad, but true. Uh, and then just on VAR, is shit. I mean, you've watched matches there, right? Yep. So how VAR didn't intervene in Chris Wood being manhandled by whatever Anderson? Um, I mean, Joaquim, is it is it Joaquim? I don't know, but it was GPH. No, it wasn't that bad, but it was it was a foul. It was clearly a foul. Um, uh, yeah. You just want consistency, you know. There's been sending offs this season for that, and if the ref missed it because he was 40 yards away because it was a long ball, a la Burnley, then fair enough. But his assistant was looking straight at it, and then that's why I'd be here, surely. Yeah, yeah, so. Sure. Shit, in it. Yep. And yep. then final final bit, Vidras should have won it at the death which probably would have been a bit of a travesty on Palace because the game was so entertaining, so the draw's probably fair. Um, but, yeah, it would have been nice just to see that one nestle, and that would have seen us out of the bottom three, I think. So, yeah, I'm still not worried, but, um, but yeah, Burnley, Burnley doing OK. Yeah, coming into a good vein of form, and I think, like, the points you made earlier about picking up some players um, on the cheap is probably a really good idea. Um, and then Palace... Uh, we, we, you know, we can watch the all day about the great job that Vieira's doing there. Um, ben Teke probably uh, the standout at the moment if you want to pick up a bit of a differential. Um, yeah, because Gallagher's no longer that, is he? Um, no, I, 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 I don't think so. No, he's 23.8% of people over yeah. now. Six million, he's still, he's still a bargain. And he's on 67 points for the season, so he's doing something right, but he's not going to give you that difference that I think you need at the minute. I think at the moment, because people aren't performing consistently, um, I think you do need to be brave a little bit with, with those players um, to, to try and pick up points that nobody else is going to be getting. 
Yep, agreed. And and then you look at the next three for both of them. So Burnley have got Tottenham, Wolves and Newcastle. So there's, there's points to be had for Burnley yep. there. And then yep. Alice have got Villa, which Gerard obviously coming in has, has put a, a bit of a spanner in that. But then Villa and Leeds. So um, you'd back Palace to carry on the, yep. the run. Yep, agreed. Agreed. Where are we going next round the grounds, mate? Let's go to Old Trafford. We've got right. to talk about it, haven't we? And how are you feeling? Um, I don't know, and and I don't know because I don't know what comes next. That's the yeah. the big um, question mark that's in the sky, and it's sad. And 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 you know you know what? Like I think that the way that it, the last forty eight seventy two hours have transpired is probably a reflection of everything that's good and everything that's bad about Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. So if you think about it, his position was untenable. <laughs> it was it was always going to be the end, wasn't it? Um, you know, losing four one to Watford after the run of form we've been on already in the last six weeks, six to eight weeks. But then when you look at how then he went and did an interview <laughs> saying thank you, I love Man United. Whilst that is beautiful in a lot of ways, it's like oh my god, I love this guy. How can you ever dislike him? You know, there's no there's no animosity, there's no hatred. He's just I did what I could for the club, and now I'm going. It it just gives you a tingle inside. But then it you're does. like, you're too fucking nice, mate. Like the like like the fact that you're still going out saying these players gave everything for me and they're a great bunch of lads. No, they're not. They're a bunch of lazy, overpaid tits, and they need somebody to bang them into shape. And yeah, and so I, I don't know. I think it 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 was always going to be done. He took us as far as he was going to. There's positives from the Solskjaer reign. You know, we got third and a second place finish in the last couple of years, which is 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 a million miles from where we were before. Um, playing good football, expansive football, the Man United way as it was. But you've got to be able to back that up with some kind of. Um, you've got to be able to back that up with some kind of. I don't know, substance. And a plan B, yeah. and I, I don't think he, um, I don't think he had plan that. A would have been nice, to be fair. Yes, yeah, I don't think there really was a plan A either, was it? It was just line up and and, and see what happens. Um, so yeah, so I think absolutely the right decision for him to go. Um, grateful for everything he's delivered. I don't think he was going to take us any further. I think the question now becomes, who comes next? Absolutely. And and just I laughed just as you started talking um, before, because I wrote them four words to some some this whole kind of bit up. Shit manager. Lovely guy. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Lovely, lo- lovely bloke. I bet he'd be great to go for a pint with. Um, but uh, but absolutely not uh, the one to take us to the next level. No. Um, Do you know what you but- need? Go on. A guy like Sir Alex Ferguson, who's you know can be nice, but can actually do something, you know, and, and kind of demand respect. Wouldn't be that? Wouldn't that be nice? If only, if, yeah, only right, Sir Alex, if only Sir Alex Ferguson found some way to, you know, turn back the hands of time and become immortal. That'd be lovely, wouldn't it? Um, no, I think. And then in terms of again, you know, this fantasy football show, it's not a football review podcast, so I don't want to dwell on it too long. But it is a big story. Um, the reality becomes who comes next and how is it done? Yeah. Um, well, who, who comes next in your ideal world? I, so let's talk aspirationally, but with a foot planted in reality, 
if, if that's fair enough. So let's talk, you know, let's be aspirational about it. Let's let's talk. I'm hopeful. I'm not I'm not going to talk about the negatives. Um, but let's let, let let's you know I'm I'm not going to get uh, pep and pep and clop on a job share am I? So um, <laughs> I I think uh, Pochettino in the summer uh, with Laurent Blanc as an interim until then. Can I fancy Steve Bruce then? <laughs> yeah, no, that'd be amazing, wouldn't it? Uh, get him at the helm, uh, get him to bring El Mohammedi in, steady the ship. Um, uh, no, I think. Um, I think one of the biggest problems that United had to contend with um, was the fact that, let's face it, Solskjaer was brought in as an interim manager and um, and the board were, were quite happy to keep him on. And um, and I think that they need to be really clear in the blueprint. So I think we need to get Poch signing a pre-contract with an intention to come in the summer and and then setting up somebody like... And, and, and the reason I say Laurent Blanc is he's available. He's got pedigree he's got experience he's played for man united he's been around in that ferguson era um he, he, can, he, he can do exactly because you know what if it if it hadn't been the situation in an alternate reality i'd be saying let's get solskjaer until the end of the season yeah. with Poch to come in in the summer so you know what i mean i i just think you need has, he, has he got some kind of a a french mank twang to his voice because that that just Perfectly, it? No, <laughs> yeah, could you imagine? No, I think he's very, very French. But that that would be my <laughs> that would be my plan. Um, I, I'm not a big fan of, uh, of of the Zidane idea. I think that he's a name um, more than anything. Uh, he is and the name, isn't he? Let's be honest. But he's, 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 he's not he's done anything name. here. No, exactly. And and I think that when you look a lot at his style, he he's a he's a man motivator absolutely and he's somebody who can get the best out of very talented players and probably can keep them in line, which I think short term might even help United, but I just don't think it fits with that long term vision of bringing youth through, of um of, of, of building something um internally and bringing players on developed players that that has always been the man you way so I, I i don't know potch is is, is my number one the, the 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 ten hag and um and van der sar combo interests me but i i just think potch has done it in the prem we know his yeah. style yeah, we I know agree. his pedigree apparently he wants it as well he wants the job so um i i, th- I think psg's not turned out to be the golden goose i think he hoped it would be there's too much pressure. They only care about the Champions League. So the league don't matter. Yeah. Can you imagine doing that job where three weeks out of four in a month, no one cares what you're doing? Like, your own yeah. players don't care. Matthew don't want to play in league and he's only there to play the Champions League. You know what I mean? So, I think, um, yeah, that, that, that would be my um, desire. That would be my number one. I, I, th- I think, personally, I think that that's the one that's going to come to reality. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, there we go. Uh, well, let's, let's go on to the field because... Uh, they were shy, weren't they? Oh, mate, I don't, I don't even want to go into the field. Like, here's the thing. <laughs> I'm going to sound like such a bitter tosser, and I'm sorry. Watford, fucking dreadful. Like, how many times on this show have we come out and been like, Watford are a pub team? Yeah. Like, and, and they weren't that good. They weren't that good on Saturday. Yes, they wanted it more. Uh, Dennis played well. Um, uh, third top point scorer of the week, actually. Um, amazingly selected by 9.5% of people. 
absolutely bonkers. I can only imagine she's only five point two million, so he's on a lot of pe- yeah. he's on a lot he's on a lot of people's benches and they're kicking themselves for the fact that they've got fourteen points sat on the bench. Is the only thing that I can think. But um, he played well. Uh, Sizoko looked good. To be fair, he looked the player he can be. off. He's he shy. They are shy. I'm not having that Sizoko is good or look good. United would just well, that. All right, all right, all right. United, all right. McTominay and Matic made Sizoko look good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but but no, you know what I mean. When you've got when you've got Craig Cathcart bossing Cristiano Ronaldo, you know something's <laughs> gone wrong, don't you? <laughs> it, it, uh, just just going back to Dennis for a second. Um, we were watching match of day, and it, he got himself booked in for his celebration because yeah. he took two shirts off. But yeah. Paul, Paul said, "Why is he wearing a bra?" <laughs> <laughs> I know, it's kind of a high rate that's, 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 that's what uh, they do nowadays. Uh, and 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 the other thing as well is that we always, I always dread playing uh, Ben Foster teams because Ben Foster loves going back to play United. And he plays out of it. He plays like he's, he's like, this is what you missed. But he only does it against us. <laughs> Every other team, useless. Well, fair. But, yeah. He, he made um, some good saves as well. I mean, we've got to just mention Harry Maguire. It, he's just... Do we have to? He was emulating the, the electricians they were playing in midweek. And, you mm. know, just he's not had a good week, has he, really? Um, no. The celebration against the Bub team. Yeah. In, in the internationals and then two silly well the, the second one especially it was just typical Maguire trying to dribble it out and just yeah. lost it and it was just shit yeah. I mean don't get me wrong it's it, it, it's easy to get your, your pocket picked by such an absolute world beast of a player like Tom Cleverley but oh he's rapido isn't he Cleverley oh mate yeah Um, but I don't know I don't know I, I, I think with Maguire is it possible that it's just getting to him you know what I mean? Roy Keane's relentless tirade. He, he's, he has got something about him, Maguire. He, he, you know, I'm, I'm not saying he's worth anywhere near the money we paid for him. Yeah. It, was abs- it was absolutely a panic buy in a, in, in a world where there weren't very many top centre-halves available at the time. Um, Is but, he a top centre-half? No, no. I think he's... Club captain as well. You know, you, you, you'd expect him to be setting the example. I... I, I I'll be honest, mate, I think, and I know we're dwelling a point and we're moving on to bashing United, but I think that Maguire is, uh, as club captain, is more a reflection of how few leaders there are in that dressing room rather than how good of a leader yeah. Harry Maguire is. The fact yeah, that he's just... Harry Maguire strikes me as someone who, if we were playing Sunday League, he'd get the captain's armband just because he was a bit gobby and liked to have a scrap. That, that That's the only... And, and there's no other reason. That, that's the prerequisite for being a captain. Can handle his beer better than most on a Saturday night. Exactly, exactly, yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, whereas, and and you know what I mean, Roy Keaton is ruthless sometimes, but he he does make a fair point. You know, he he said a couple of times, there's there's no leaders in that dressing room, there's no characters in the dressing room, and they they all keep coming out talking about we've got to pull together, and it wasn't good enough, and they're sorry. Sort your game out first, prove it, prove prove what you need to do differently, rather than just coming out and saying we got it wrong it's easy to be accountable when there's no repercussions for that that's not accountability that's just lip service and uh, United have got a long way to go I think yeah I'd love to see Roy Kane going as interim manager until the end of the season could, that could, was, you, ma- that could you imagine that would be like you know just go get the popcorn and we'll just watch this poor old, poor, poor old David De Gea <laughs> could you imagine well, 
Poor old Harry Maguire. Poor old Paul, Paul Pogba. <laughs> Luke Shaw. <laughs> no, he, he, doesn't, he, does, he doesn't mind Pogba. It's Luke Shaw, Harry Maguire and David De Gea would all be dead. <laughs> oh, and Fred. He doesn't like Fred either at all. Yeah, but no but one likes Fred. You can, you can kind of understand that. Right. We're dwelling a point. United are shit. Watford are shit, but Watford battered him. Dennis got loads of points. Well done to him. Um, yeah. Saar got points, which will be a big thing for people who've still got him in the team. Um, Andy missed a penalty as well. And oh yeah, yeah, that's a good point. So that'll offset uh, some of that. Yeah. Um, that's why when I'm scrolling down, I can't really find him. Oh, he only ended up with five points because of it, yeah. and he, and he's injured. Um, so yeah, that's that. Let's move on. Well, I think the next three games can be summed up by um, what we were talking about the other week in terms of fullbacks being the absolute choice for your defence. Yeah. So yeah. Chelsea, Chilwell and James again at it. City yeah. with Cancelo. Yep. And then Liverpool, Trent is just on another level at the minute. Um, yeah. So could you imagine a team with Cancelo on the left and Trent on the right? Incredible. Incredible. Um, it, it, do, you know, do you know what? See, I think Trent is, funny enough, I think Trent is benefiting massively from how bad of a season Andy Robertson's having. Um, yeah. Everything's coming down the right in it. And also, yeah. it's like we talked about as well, they seem to be doing this formation where because Robertson's not, um, delivering. I know Simicast played this week instead, um, and I didn't watch the game. I just watched little bits of it, so I don't know how much has happened. But they seem to be slipping across into a back three, and Trent's yeah. just got a free roll. He oh, just, Trent was just all over the place, absolutely yeah. all over the place. Goes where he wants, but it works, doesn't it? He's, he's I mentioned it the other week. It's like a quarter, quarterback position, isn't it? You know, mm. where he, he just picks up the ball all the way across to that right hand side, and then just. Mm. Bombs forward and, and his delivery is just unreal. There's still question marks for me defensively. I don't think he's the best defender, but you don't but in need this, to be in, in that in, team. In, I was going to say in this formation and with this strategy. I mean, are we are we maybe not giving Klopp the credit he deserves? Are we saying that you know is there is there an argument that he's took that criticism because Trent came in for a lot of criticism last season that defensively he was suspect. And that because Liverpool weren't seeing the returns that they'd been seeing in the previous two seasons attacking wise, that um, that, that he's being found out. Has Klopp reacted to that? And has he in some way sacrificed Andy Robertson a little bit to say, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna just switch the formation up a little bit. You're going to have more defensive responsibility, but that's going to free up Trent to just do whatever the fuck he wants. And I, don't know, I think result, there's another three words that can be a reason for that. And it's Virgil van Dijk for me. Yeah, um, him yeah. coming back is is massive, you know. Yeah, so fair. yeah, I, I still think when Robertson plays, he does still bomb on. Um, yeah, maybe not as much. And you're right with that that little piece. Of, but he, he does get up and down. Does does um, Robertson more? But just it's not, just not it's just, Yeah, he's, he's just in, in, in not in the best best run of form of his life. And no. I think I think it's probably because of the highest sta- the high standards he sets for himself. I mean, let's not get it twisted. He's still the best left back in the league. Um, but. Yeah, he's just he, he's 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 been so good for three years, hasn't he? That um, suddenly you see a little dip and and the world's ended. Yeah, yeah, and I, I guess it just kind of hammers home, you know, the importance of the fullbacks. But then, which do you go for? For for me, Cancelo has to be a pick. Um, yeah, Brent has to be in there. And then you're looking, you know, funds wise, you're looking at one of Chilwell or James probably. But aren't you? but are you? Because the premiums, with the exception of Mo Salah, are not delivering. True. And, this is and, true. and that becomes my second question. If you have got money freed up, if you are finding a surplus because of the fact that the premiums aren't doing it for you and you're getting sick of them, 
this would have previously been unheard of. But do you do something incredibly bold? What about Sadio Mane? Do you bring them both in? I did actually think, because I did watch the game, I, I did think that Mane looked back at it. Mm. He seems to have had a, a an indifferent spell. He, he still scored a few goals, but you'd expect that. And he's, what is he, 10, 10 million? He's, he's no, no, that, he's yeah. not. He's 11.9. So he's he is little, expensive. All oh, right, okay. He is expensive, but... Here's, here's the interesting bit. He's only picked by 4.4% of people, so he's a differential. In previous years, I, th- I think he's always been quite low in his selection percentage because of how salary is an absolute mainstay yeah. in fantasy football teams. However, in a world where you might have a Harry Kane at the moment in your team, you're thinking, God, he's doing nothing. Or you might have a Kevin De Bruyne on your team and he's having these little injury pops and he's not really playing all the time. And then, and then you're looking at a Christian Benteke, like you said, to your really astute point before. I'm getting better value at six million out of Benteke than I would be out of Harry Kane. Does that free up enough funds for you to load up on Liverpool players? Because if you could get, if you could, if you think about it, if you could get Trent, Mane, and Salah in your team in the form they're in, not yeah, many people are doing fair. it because it's only 4.4 percent with Mane. And I, and I guarantee you not all of that 4.4% have got salary in there as well. It's a very small cross-section that'll have both. Yeah. And here's the and thing. And Trent as well. There'll be, there'll be very few Trent. people that have got all three, you think. Exactly. I mean, it's difficult to make it work. You probably need to wild card to make it work. So it might be one to think of mm. if you've still got your wild card or in January when the wild card resets. But you t- you, you, did, you mentioned before, dude, about you know Mane not really at the races. He scored a few goals, but he doesn't look his, his, his self. He's still 71 points season to date. Which, yeah, you know, that, that speaks volumes, doesn't it? Um, and, and as I said, he does look like he's he's a bit more at it, you know, this last couple of games. So I, I think that's a shout, to be fair. Fifth highest point scorer. Which, to you date. Know, someone who, who is is gliding under the radar, because as you just said about his, his ownership, he's he's definitely one to look at. But mm. but then you'd have to you'd have to downgrade your strike force to a Dennis, a Tony, yeah. and yeah. then one other to then yeah. facilitate getting your fullbacks in. So so I've I've just been playing around with my team and, and you could feasibly have Chilwell James, Alexander Arnold and Cancelo mm-hmm. with Salah, Mane, and then just a, a budget strike force. Yeah. It's worth thinking about, isn't it? Well, that's probably a better um, spend of 12 points that, than I did this week. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> just do it again. You're, you're just going to go above me just based on default and how shit I am with my, with my transfers. Absolutely. Um, although I'm probably going to go and do the same. Um, so we'll just end up uh, <laughs> just taking the same we'll point. Just cancelling each other out again. And having yeah. the exact same team. So, yeah, so Liverpool looked irresistible. Arsenal humbled. Um, I don't want to say found out. I think they just got blown away. I don't yeah, I, I, I just think Liverpool were that good more than anything. Um, Arsenal didn't offer much going forward, but that was due to Liverpool not letting them. And, and and that's what happens. And you know what? Arsenal have got a young team and fair play to Arteta for still playing some of the young lads. Um, yeah. Blooding them. He's got, he's got, he's got an idea. He, and, and you know what? He's changed it up. And here's what I like about Arteta. I know we were writing Arsenal off start of the season. And this is probably what Solskjaer didn't do. And this is the slight difference between the two of them. He he adapted his philosophy. I almost feel like Arteta went, ah, fuck it. It's not working. 
if it keeps going like this, I'm going to get sacked. So I might as well play the kids and see what happens. At least they give a shit. And he took the Jackers out of the team. And it, yeah. it it's paid dividends because Arsenal fans seem happier because they're seeing the young lads come through. Smith Rowe looks an absolute baller. Um, Saka's coming into a better vein of form. And then the experienced lads that have stayed in the team, Gabriel, Aubameyang, they're starting to step up because they're being humbled by the fact that there's 19, 20-year-olds around them who are looking hungrier, who are looking like they want it more and who the fans are getting behind more. So it's bringing everybody up and fair play to Arteta for having the stones to do that. Okay, I agree with that. Um, but they did get absolutely humbled by Liverpool. And that is probably a reflection of the fact they didn't have the experience in that team to to match them. And Liverpool just blow teams away. So, um, you know, they're, they're doing that to Barcelona and then they can do it to you. Um, and then Chelsea, uh, I just wanted to make a quick point about Chelsea. Obviously, James wasn't the highest point scorer. He got 12 points. Somehow he got three bonus points, which was lovely because he's in my team, but I don't know how he managed it. Um, uh, Rudiger. Uh, 14 points with a top point scorer. Yeah. Um, but I still think you're absolutely right that week in, week out, you need to be looking at Chilwell and or uh, Reese James because. Yeah, both. I think you've got to have one of them. And and the, the frustration for me the last couple of weeks, even though Chilwell scored well, is that James has scored better. But then yeah. the moment that you transfer over and James is slightly more expensive, yeah. the moment you transfer over to James, it, Chilwell will then start. Scoring again, yeah. so you just you, you um, just you, you just, just gotta stay, can't you? You can't predict it. Can't. I think yeah, you you got to stick with it. Otherwise, you'll be constantly pulling your hair out. Um, one thing uh, that I did want to point out though is that Chelsea. I, I I know they've had a good run of fixtures, and we talked about that for a while, haven't we? That they've got a good run of games coming up. But a fair play to them because I think I said about four or five weeks ago they look good, but I don't think they're at Liverpool City standard, and I think that was probably. A little bit of naivety on my part, maybe a little bit of conservatism on my part, thinking that, you know, let's face it, Pep and, and, and Klopp are, are the two and they've been doing it for years and you, you've got to step up to that. And I think Chelsea are a, they're a very cyclical team, is my biggest observation of Chelsea. So if you ever noticed, it's very hard with Chelsea. You know, when you're sitting there and you're thinking, right, who are the best, the best teams of the Premier League here or even of English football in all time? Who, who, who are the top teams? You know, you think about um, United in 99, well, around the treble season, you know, all, all around it, the winning That's league. pretty the much the 90s, before. weren't it? The 90s yeah. were United. And then, and then the early noughties, everyone forgets about that. We won, we won three Premier Leagues back to back. But you think about that team, you think about Pep's Centurion team, you think about Arsenal's Invincibles team. You go back further, you could think about Liverpool under Shankly in the 80s or Everton under Kendall in the 80s where Merseyside won everything for a decade. And, you know, there's these teams that really stand out at you as, you know, the, 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 you know the, in their era, these teams were head and shoulders. And Chelsea... Yeah, how far back are you going to go? I mean, no, but, you can talk no, about but, Burnley in the 60s if you want. I'll they were be, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> um, press the north end at the turn of the second. No. Um, so, no, but the point I'm trying to make, the point I'm trying to get to, is that it's very hard to, um, uh, to, to place any Chelsea team in that bracket because they are so cyclical. They're so ruthless in that both manager and players will be turned over um, at such a rate of knots that it's hard to think, despite the fact that I'd argue that Chelsea are the most successful English club in the last 20 years. Think about it. Two Champions Leagues, countless Premier League titles. There's probably one, trophy to trophy. And if you weight the trophies as in, you know, Champions League, the pinnacle, then you step down to the Prem, then down and down. I, I, you'd, put, you'd put the trophy hall against anybody. But 
you struggle to name one great team amongst that because they change them so quickly. But this team, for me, looking at it now, and again, maybe it's easier to do that because they are a cyclical team. I'd put that against any Chelsea team in the past 20 years. They're incredible. They're just so good to watch and they're blowing teams away, aren't they? Yeah, I'm not, I don't know. I'm not, I think sort of late 2000s into the 2010s, there were some teams An- in there. Ancelotti. That were. Ancelotti era. Yeah, so 2008, 2009, they, they won the FA Cup like, th- like three years on the bounce. And, mm. and then in between that, they won a couple of Premier Leagues. So Yeah, uh, maybe, maybe. I, I, I take your point, definitely. But I, I, I do think that, that they have, they've had the moment in the sun. But I, I definitely think this team's better. Yeah. Yeah, agreed on that. Agreed on that. And, you, I know, think, you think about the Champions League that they won. You know that was almost against all odds, wasn't it? And hundred percent. Uh, Di Matteo winning that and then just yeah. disappearing. And that was only you know Lampard and and Drogba kind of dragging them through. Yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, you talk about Drogba. That's that's the team that I remember being the one. And and so, and, I, and, and I was I was I was thinking about that because I was thinking. I actually had a little think about this, talking about this before we came on, because I wanted to mention Chelsea because they 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 they, they turned me around to them a little bit more than probably four or five weeks ago, and I did think to myself it'd be really hard to, to to say that the best Chelsea team ever doesn't include Didier, isn't a team that included Didier Drogba, because for me that man is is criminally underrated, to be completely honest. I think from a striker perspective, he is in my upper echelon. He's on my Mount Rushmore. Um, of Premier League strikers, I think he sits up there with Henri, um, quite uh, with Shearer, um, Aguero. Aguero. Yeah, probably, do you know we, we talked about four, this actually. early on in the season, and we didn't. None of us mentioned Drogba, so he, yeah, exactly. But, but you, you're absolutely right. He was quality. He was a beast. Like he was unplayable. There wasn't, and and I think you know you, you always see when you when you watch these like Gary Neville soccer boxes or these interviews of ex professionals. Centre halves will always say Udijek playing against most did a drug. He was horrible. He was horrible. He was big. He was strong. He'd pull at your shirt. He'd kick out at you. He was horrible. But he was so skillful at the same time. And he knew where the net was. I love him. I've got so much time for him. So we're going off on a complete tangent. Um, But yeah, I did find it. It's a different podcast, isn't it? There's our next incarnation. Next one is the the Premier League years. We'll definitely do it, mate. Um, (laughs) Once we get bored. Next international break. Uh, next international break. But yeah, but my point was just that I think this Chelsea team, if they don't make wholesale changes, if there's a dip, I don't, I don't think they'll dip, actually. That, 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 that's where I think the success might come. But if they can keep this group of players together for two or three years, keep keeping playing at the standard they're playing at and winning trophies, I think you would that would then easily put them into that Man yep. United treble, Pep Centurions, Arsenal's Invincibles, that bracket. Is that's yeah. the point I was trying to make? Yeah, that's fair. And and you look at the the actual nucleus of that team. You know, the, there's youth in there. And hundred percent. You know, you, you think about how good Firmino, Salah, and Mane have been for Liverpool. Mm-hmm. They they have a shelf life ultimately. There's no, yeah. you know, Salah. We, we keep trying to write him off, and he keeps kind of proving that he can just carry on and carry on. But there is only a finite amount of time that that he can do that. I mean, look at Ronaldo. You know, coming back in, he still absolutely got it. And there were a few times. At the weekend, where you know it were like the good old days, and he was just ripping. Well, fair, fair enough. It was Craig Cathcart, but um, you know he was ripping him inside and out. Yeah. Um, but he's just missing that yard of pace a little bit, and, and yeah. once Salah loses that, then 
Oh, he's, he's done. Near the same player, he's done. He? Yeah, he's done. I mean, he'll 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 still do a job and he'll still be quality, but yeah, he won't he won't he won't be able to deliver to the same standard he does. Um, the only I know we were talking, we kind of talked on mass about those three games, about City, Chelsea, and Liverpool uh, and, and their matches. There was one more person I just wanted to call out as maybe if you are thinking about loading up on those Liverpool premiums, um, somebody who might be able to do you a job uh, that normally you would never, ever consider because he is the dreaded 5.5 million CDM. And that's Rodrigo. Oh, what a goal, by the way. But he's do- but he's doing it regularly. And and I do think, do you know what I think Pep's doing with Rodrigo this year? I think he's doing what he did with Gundogan last year. And pushing him on a bit. Yeah, do, do you remember when Gund- when De Bruyne was out and Gundogan had that little spell where he was playing further further advanced in the middle three and he was bagging week in, week out? I think he's doing that a bit more with Rodrigo this season. I might be wrong because I'm not watching City all the time. It might be that he's he's fluked a couple of absolute worldies from, from, from deep. But he's, you know, he's. Let's have a quick look at him. I mean, he's only he, yeah, he got 10 th- thirty-seven points, points and ten he's with five point five, so, yeah, ten I'm, this I'm, week. I'm, I might be jumping the gun. Threes. I might yeah. be jumping the gun a little bit, but he got a seven in the five 0 against Arsenal, didn't he? But yeah, no, maybe may, maybe I'll retract that statement. It was just one that I'd been thinking on a little bit, but I think maybe he might be waiting a little bit longer to see what happens with the Bruiner and what happens with that formation before before that. But even so, what an absolute worldie. Brilliant. I also read a thing about uh, it was on one of those football community pages about how he's like a dead down to earth humble bloke, gives a load of money to charity, um, doesn't have tattoos because it means he can give blood more often. Um, uh, Just just one of those like under the radar humble guys that, uh, yeah, he's he's a good addition to the premise. And Ian, I think when he first came over, people thought maybe he might he might not be it because of the fact that Fernandinho was so evergreen and probably lasted a bit longer in that starting position than everyone thought he would. But, yeah, I love him. But, if anything, that's allowed Rodrigo to adapt to the game. Agreed. Agreed. It's given him a season, him. hasn't it? It's given him yep. a season to not be in the, in the spotlight. And now he's, he's definitely taken the mantle and he's uh, and he's running with it. So, yeah. Fair play to but, him. You know, while, while we're on that game, I mean, Everton were terrible again. They're, they're going through a really bad, bad uh, bit for him at the but, minute. But this is Everton. This is Everton since the Premier League started. They just cannot put a consistent run together uh, is Benitez at risk of the chop I'd, again go back five or six weeks and we were like waxing lyrical about him yeah, and now it's definitely that Italian waiter I don't know what I'm doing and yep. he just doesn't seem to be able to string anything together and nope. they seem devoid of a plan yeah and I know it's City but you know the results have been terrible aren't they for, it's, for yeah it's, it's, it's not just seven. this week the, yeah, they've, they've not looked great and and they don't like the creating chances either. That's the thing. There's no, there's just no fluidity in the team. And um, yeah, they're drawing blanks. I wouldn't uh, like. I've got Damari Gray still in my team, clinging on. He's got an amber flag now, and I'm thinking. I'm, <laughs> he got 17 minutes. Yeah. He got 17 minutes. Came off another another great part of my squad in my amazing game week. But um, yeah, he's he's probably for the for the chopping block for me soon as well. Because yeah, yeah I, I I don't think having an Everton player anywhere near your team is a wise move at the minute. I agree. And that segues us nicely on to um, the managerial merry-go-round. So we've got Villa, Brighton. We've got mm-hmm. Norwich, Southampton. Yep. We've got Tottenham, Leeds. Yep. And we've got Newcastle, Brentford. So, well, the first three that I mentioned there all have the new manager bounce. So Villa, yep. with good old passion. It's good to see Gerard back in it. Um, it, it. It is. It is. It's, um, it, it's difficult for me because 
Um, I'm, I'm, as a player, I was programmed to hate Steven Gerrard. And I know that one day he will become a Liverpool manager and I'll be programmed to hate Steven Gerrard again. So it's hard for me in this interim period to like him, but I kind of want to. Um, Something about Villa that I don't really like, I've got to be honest. See, we spoke about this before, but I I quite like Villa. Now, um, Tyrone Mings was actually our second... (laughs) That might be why I don't like him. (laughs) Oh yeah, he's an absolutely awful human being and and a complete shambles of a footballer that somehow is making a living. But what do we know? Um, in our armchairs because he got 15 points this week. Um, yeah, clean sheet and the goal. I mean, nine times out of ten, that goal fires into the stand. Yeah. yeah. But it went in, so, you know. It did, it did. thought it was someone's face when he smashed it in. So, yeah, um, absolutely. I, st- I still don't think that Villa are worth a punt from a player perspective, if I'm dead honest. Um, I want to I want to see what Gerrard's style is going to be. I want to see who he's going to yeah. play. Um, that's the thing as well. You don't know who his personnel is going to be. You don't know how much he's going to try and upset the apple cart. Um, firstly, from now until Christmas. And then secondly, if he gets a little bit of backing in the January transfer window. So it's hard to kind of throw your hat on any Villa players, to be honest. The fixtures aren't great either. So they've got Palace, City, Leicester, Liverpool next four. And then it, it goes Norwich, Burnley just before Christmas, so mm. it turns then, but then Chelsea. So it's a bit up and down, but the next four aren't great, so I'd probably no. stay clear. Stay, stay clear of them as well. But fair play to them. Um, they got the win, and they needed it as well. It yeah, was, the, it was the, best, the, the best response they could get to change, because I think there's a, there was a lot of people within Villa who, who, from a Villa fan perspective, certainly I know a couple of Villa fans and on Twitter and that kind of thing, they, they didn't want the change. It did, you know, there's there's a lot of love for Dean Smith, isn't there? Yeah, he's, he's a Villa fan, isn't he? So I think that, yep. that plays a part. Yeah. Brought him up. Um, yeah. Yeah I, yeah, I think so. So getting Gerard and then doing that, I think, is big personality. Very big famous. Big name. Yeah, big, very that's famous it. Very person. And then, and then getting the win is good for them. Um, so well you talk about Villa. Dean Smith. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean... <sighs> Yeah, Norwich that, actually that, winning let, a game. Yeah, let, let's just that that ain't that ain't being sustained. Like, no, behave. They they they're shocking. Like they they're worse. Than oh, they're shite. Like, yeah. I mean, they won against the Southampton team that you know one week turns up and looks like world beaters, and the next looks like a pub team. So let's not let's not lose too much sleep over that either. Um, that that was a new manager bounce that. Definitely. Um, the, his his the, interview was interesting as well. He came out and said, "Well, you know, they've they've walked the championship the last few years, just not quite had enough to stay up in the Premier League. But they definitely got the players." Yeah, yeah. all right, Dean. Just say it enough times, and you'll convince yourself that that's yeah, the case. Yeah. Rub your magic lamp while you're doing it, mate. Yeah. Um, but yeah, again, I don't really. There's probably not too much to talk about from fantasy football perspective. Uh, no. Grant Hanley and uh, Timo Puki both did well. They're both cheap. Um, 4.5 percent of people have got Pookie for some reason. Um, but uh, uh, he finally got some points out of him. Uh, took him yeah. to football. Oh, Hanley scored his first goal. Season. Yeah, well, yeah, he, he might be worth a shout, but no, he, I won't go that far. Missed penalties. Well, he's cheap again, isn't he? But again, there's there's better options. But Ben Sake, Ben Sake. Yeah, I think you've you've sold me on Ben Sake. I think there's 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 something there. But, um, but there is the argument that the new manager bounce coincides with Puki scoring a few goals yeah. in consecutive games and then goes off the boil again and does yeah. nothing all season. So yeah. if you were going to do it, now would be the time to do it. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Um, but yeah, Hanley, Hanley scored his first goal in 10 years, I think it said, on the 
on the commentary. So yeah, they're not going to keep any clean sheets. So yeah, no, I won't, I won't bother. Absolutely not. And then that brings us on to uh, Newcastle, Brentford, big scoring game. Yeah, um, Newcastle. Well, yeah, I, I think that they look like they're going to be the typical Eddie Howe team where they know where the net is and they play attractive football, but they can't defend for Toffee. So um, yeah. St. Maximum, Wilson, Fraser, maybe. You know, they're Wellington. all in the shout. Uh, yeah, maybe. Um, but I won't go near the defenders. I know uh, LaSalle scored, so that'll give him kind of a false sense of a few points this week. But yeah, you can't sit them sustaining that. Yeah, no. Uh, Sam Maximan bagged 10, took himself to 55 for the season. He's picked by 16.2% of people, though, and he is at 6.8 million. Now, I know that there is money spur, and you could probably do much worse than him. And it's like you said, he's going to get goals, and, and how we'll get them playing more attacking football. So he might be a shout, but he's not a differential. If, the 16, if, if you know, 16% of people have got him, for me, in, in the way this season is, he's not a differential. So, yeah. Are, are, are you better being brave and going for someone who's picked by less people? Yeah, I, I mean, there, there is the argument, and this is probably why we're mid-table mediocrity, that, you know, you, you think about Salas, you think about people that are well-owned, Callagher, some maximum now, Cancelo, James, Chilwell, you know, the fact that you're almost kind of, you have these people in your team not to be a differential, and you have maybe one or two outside of these Yes. Yeah. Kind of get those green arrows, and that's probably why we're really shit at this game. Yes. Yeah. It is. It is. It's a big argument. It's. It's that in reality you need to. I, I guess, and ironically, as 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 runners, as uh, amateur runners ourselves, it's similar to that pack mentality, isn't it? You need to stay in the pack. Yeah. And then you get, and then you get the small gains. So you find yourself a little pack to run in, and then you find a little gains just to get around them. You got to stay out yes, the headwind, exactly haven't that. you? So. Yeah. Um. Uh, or you just us, and you just make twice six transfers a week and, <laughs> and and just find yourself screaming at the television every weekend um why is that weekend so shit was this yeah. one this week so that brings us to the last game doesn't it pretty much every week and spurs i really won well done oh, i'm they not won being, in a proper spursy way though I'm, I'm 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 not being funny conte Mourinho in porto in the champions league final <laughs> the touchline was a bit bloody much wasn't it it was a little bit wasn't it well done. You beat Leeds, who were shocking this season, by the way. Um, Didn't have a shot in the first half. No. On target. I'm not, I'm, I'm not having that the revival is on. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, uh, uh, yeah. And, and, and that is that is the worrying thing as well, that both from a, an, a real-life perspective and a fantasy football perspective of Spurs is, is where the, the points and the goals aren't coming from the place where you'd expect them to. So when, when, you're, when you're relying on Hoiberg to score your winner, Right, we're regular on as well, weren't it? Oh, regular. So was it regular on got the winner, didn't he? Yeah. So, exactly. So you've got a full, you've got a fullback scoring who no one's going to put in the team because they don't keep clean sheets. Although actually, 11.1% of people have stuck with him to be fair at 5.1 million. But I don't know why anyone would have now someone who's not Cancelo, Trent, or one of Chilwell and James in that team. Right. Um, yeah, and then Hoiberg, no one's going to have him because he's an even worse shout than Rodrigo because he's a very, very CDM-y CDM. So, yeah, the, the the people who you'd expect to score points, Son, Kane, Mora, well, they're not, are they? No, and we both did it, though. We both, we both put, well, you put Son and Kane in. Yeah. Um, and I put well, that, Kane this that, week that, just that, from that, the fear was... that he might actually score. Well, that was a last-minute panic with Son. It was that um, De Bruyne got a red flag and I panicked. And because I had money to spend, I thought I'll go for a premium. And Son 
was the one that I landed on. And it was a terrible decision because I took a minus four in it. And I don't think he got four points, did he? No. Ridiculous. So there you go. That, yeah, don't 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 be trigger happy. I, I think that's probably something I'm learning as a as a not very good fantasy football manager. Is, um, is, <laughs> well, is hang on a minute. I'm sure you just said that you made uh, a minus eight <laughs> chance. No, 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 no. What, no, no, what I'm saying, what, what I'm trying to learn on the back of my terrible mistakes oh. is uh, maybe don't don't fear the flag as much as I am. Yeah. Because I I, so, I I I see a flag and I panic. Well, for me, for me, I just think, do you know what? This is actually going to work. And then I make a last minute change and then it doesn't. And then you just think, why did, why did they even bother? Why did they even go to the effort of figuring this out when the other guys just got the same or better point? Yeah. So I'm just going to try the less is more sort of ethos, I think. I'm not. I'm going to go straight back to tinkering as soon as we finish this <laughs> podcast. Um, uh, I think we've got through nearly every game. We've not spoken about um, Wolves West Ham. Uh, West Ham not doing the business. No. Uh, which was a shame for them, but it was always going to happen. Um, Jimenez, I just want to talk, talk about Jimenez. 7.8 million. He's not bargain basement. He's probably the very bottom, bottom, bottom end of Primo, the very top, top end of bargain. But he's, um, he seems to be doing all right, doesn't he? He seems to have adapted, and I think we said it earlier on, um, in the season that, you know, he was the complete forward. He was winning every header. You know, he was aggressive. He was ball-footed and, you know, he was scoring goals for fun. And it took him a little bit of time to get going. But, yeah, you could definitely do worse than him. Mm-hmm. And the next right. three, Norwich, Burnley and then Liverpool. So, yeah. Could could get some goals. Um, right, OK. And it's, so... good, it's good to see him back as well, you know, just on that. Because I, I watched a documentary this evening, actually, about... Um, about the uh, the injury, and you just forget how horrific it was. And yeah. um, there's quite a powerful interview with Nuno. So he's sat there in his Spurs stuff. I mean, he might have been a bit upset because he was sat wearing a Spurs kit, um, but he was genuinely kind of distraught and about remembering the, the event. And you know, it's still dead raw for him. You know that yeah. what happened and and it was living it. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So it's it's really good to see him back. And, and it, it, you're right it's a good news story and, and, and yeah and, and, and long may it continue right then Mr Pickup what's going on in our league I'm going to start at the top yep let's do it well there's no change so oh, okay. all, all three of our top three um, there's been a, a slight close of the gap a four point close from uh, from Marco so he's still second um, yeah so it's Lewis Lawson at the top it's Marco Watson in second and Chris Chules in third Mm. Pulling away with uh, with Andrew O'Gorman. James yeah, there was a good a good week from Andrew, eighty four points. Um, yeah. So yeah, he's he's leapfrog Jamie. Um, who, and he's who, actually put himself within a shout with a, a shout for going into the top three. Absolutely. Speaking of which, do we have a top point scorer for the game week? He was pretty close to it, wasn't it? I um, think I've seen I've seen eighty nine. James Birchall. Yeah. Tyro Mings, Cancelo. And Van Dijk is a back three. There you go with Allison in there. And he had 12 points on his bench. Well, there you go. He's our top point scorer. So, virtual beat by. In mid-table mediocrity, somehow I've gained points on you. Well, that that was just down to my my terrible transfer dealings. Yeah, you you outscored me by five. Down to 25th and 27th, respectively, with Matthew Amers sandwiched in between us. You Mm. lucky duck. 
Um, and uh, and Dina Collada, my wife, hot on our tails, up to 30th, now only 10 points, uh, sorry, 12 points behind, nope, not even that. What is she? Seven points behind me, oh Christ. <laughs> my burner account is seven points behind me. Um, the corner uh, effect. The corner effect, she does have corner. Uh, right, last but not least, hit me with some ginger flyer watch. Oh, you've not, you've got to do the jingle, haven't you? I forgot, what is it? I don't know. Ginger flyer watch. There you go. <laughs> there we go, that'll do. Ginger right, flyer. It's a little bit underwhelming, a bit underwhelming this week. He's um, b- below average. But his back four consists of Cancelo, James and Chilwell, which is just insane. Yeah, I mean, he's still got 53 points. And if Martial hadn't come off the bench, he'd have got an extra six points. So yeah. um, let's not uh, let's not underplay it. And he only finished with three points less than me. And he still has Gilfie Sigurdsson in his team. So... And he was still starting, which is quite good. It's almost like a, a solidarity shout from uh, <laughs> fantasy football. <laughs> Absolutely terrible. Take him out of the game. Um, Just just put him out out of his misery. Just remove him. um, So, yes, that is that. Uh, Long may continue. But he he keeps rising through the ranks. He's he's up to 50th now. I mean, he's actually gone gone above Matthew Taylor, who, who had a terrible week with 28 points. Oh, yeah. I'll definitely give him some grief about that. Um, but anyone who's got Scott McTominay in his starting team clearly is not listening to this podcast. So, um, or any, (laughs) or or any advice on fantasy football, um, clearly not watching football. Uh, no, well, he's a Wednesday fan, isn't he? So, um, and he definitely, and he's definitely too tight to pay for Sky Sports. So, um, uh, there we go, Matt, you got your shout out. There's his little digs. You've got to get them back in, aren't you? Where you can Gotta get him in. Uh, before we go, then JP, let's wrap up. We're just about to hit the hour, so it probably sounds like good timing. Um, yeah. If people want to give us a follow on social media, where can they find us? So for Twitter, it's WT Fantasy Footy. For Instagram, it's What the Fantasy Footy Pod, and we still got the email, so it's What the Fantasy Footy at Gmail dot com. Lovely. If anyone who is not Marco Del Watsi or Nick Finney is listening then uh, do get in touch with us, do give us a follow. We'd love to hear from you. More importantly, if you have stumbled across us, you can still join our league. All the info is in the bio. It's free to play. There's no cut-off date or anything like that. If you're an 800-point-pluser, then you can go straight to that top of the league and humble the 60-odd teams that are beneath you. Um, if people want to give you a follow, JP, where can they get you on Instagram? Well, I was just going to say, you keep saying about these 800, you know, the people that are going to come into the top. If you're on 632 points, down to 623 points and you can come and have a JP and Rob sandwich if you really want <laughs> you lucky ducks there you go I can join Matthew Aimer and we can make a, a terrible mid-table centipede like a BLT <laughs> anyway so if you want to follow me after that um, you, you can do so uh, I'm I'm at JP runs free on Instagram so that's, that's his only fans account and I'm at little runner boy Rob um, as always we will continue to persevere through uh, this terrible shit show of a season uh, for both of us. Um, we hope you guys who are listening are enjoying listening to it. We have fun making it, don't we, dude? So we're going to keep doing it. That's, that's um, probably the only reason, isn't it? let's be honest. Absolutely. But no, please do tell your pals about it. If uh, if, if you want some light-hearted football chatter, um, we'll keep going. Uh, it's always nice just to catch up with a friend. Regardless, we'll try and get a few more people on the show uh, as the weeks go by from the league. Uh, but until then, I think it's time. We've got some Champions League football to not look forward to with Michael Carrick in charge of Man United. So let's get that out of the way. And then we'll be on to game week 13, JP. What do you reckon? Hashtag Carrick out. That's already trending. <laughs>
<laughs> Ridiculous. We'll see you next week, guys. Have a good one. Peace. Peace.